Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Broto Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up to the minute TD updates on game day and up to the minute start sit decisions. And of course, youtube.com slash brotofantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. I wish I had courage. <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing the Lions. Not uh, quite what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are finishing off. Our uh, <laughs> NFC North Jim, Jason really liked you that. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> you never make Jason laugh. Like yeah, right? only I do. I know. I'm so surprised. <laughs> so we're we're going the lines. We're gonna start with the offensive outlook, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator. Matt Patricia is the head coach. He's coming over from the defense of New England. Then we also have offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. If you've heard that name before, you probably heard it because he's the former Seahawks offensive coordinator. He was a Seahawks offensive coordinator during their Super Bowl runs, and he was. I thought of a good joke. Yeah, and he was also the offensive coordinator during their uh, terrible year a couple years ago where they couldn't run. Um, Has some rush-heavy years, has some pass-heavy years, but they want to run the ball. They've made it very clear that they want to run the ball. Um, So, Jason, Michael. The Lions offensive coordinator is the bevel. <laughs> Foosball's the bevel. <laughs> well, analysis that you can only get on Brodo. From the most part, he likes to run. He likes to. We'll, the we'll most discuss part. it. When we'll he about. is able to run, he likes to run. Yes. So let's start with the quarterback, though, to uh, avoid the, the running back for right now. Reports say that Matt Stafford played with a broken back all of last season. Absolutely nuts. Uh, he had his worst year in a while. Breaks away from the Jim Bob Cooter kind of West Coast quick strikes off the line kind of offense. Um, I think his ability, he's going to have an ability to shine this year, I think. Um, I think the Lions are going to be better than people think. I think they're going to be in some positive game scripts. And I think that it's going to do a lot for on Johnson. But I also think that Matt Stafford might go down in the amount of throws he's making but have better quality throws. I think that Matt last year may not have been an anomaly. I'm on the other side of this because if you look deeper into his numbers, his attempts, completions, and completion percentage were all the same from years prior. I know he was dealing with an injury. That probably causes YPA to drop yards per attempt. It was 6.8 last year, down from 7.9 to 7.3 to 7.2. But it was trending down in the recent memory. And then in 2014 and 2016, he was on par with the amount of touchdowns he had last year. So it might just be an every other year type thing like Matt Ryan. But 
his main issue last year, why his fantasy points were a little bit lower, is because he was lacking yardage. His yards weren't there. And now Golden Tate's not there, who is the yak king. So I'm not sold on a Stafford bounce back. <clears throat> I'm a, I think he could be a QB2 this year. With some upside, he has been a QB1 most years in the past. But it's a new system, like you said, coming off a very down year. Apparently he was with an injured back, but we'll see what type of we'll see what type of Matt Stafford comes back to play this year. One guy I really love this year as we get past the quarterbacks and go to the breakdown of the running backs is carry on Johnson. Look, last year a lot of bullshit surrounded the Lions. Um Matt Stafford broken back. They traded Golden Tate midseason. Um, they had LeGarrette Blunt as their starting running back for a long time. They had Theoretic in the black backfield. Still, with all that, and Carryon Johnson being a rookie, he still paced out for 260 touches, which included 49 catches, nearly 1,500 yards total. Now this is his backfield. Second season, I really like what the Lions are doing on defense. Um, I think the Lions have an ability to kind of pull the Saints where everyone's kind of sleeping on them. But when you have an offensive line with Snacks, Trey Flowers, and Mike Daniels on it, you're going to have one of the best defensive rushes, rushing defenses in the league, which means the other team is going to be on the team on the, on the field less time because they're going to be throwing the ball more, which also opens up the passing lanes for your big play guys like Big, Pace, big Play Slay and Grover Quinn, right? These are guys that can make plays in the back in the secondary when there's a running uh, defensive line that stuffs the run. And this is a division that has a lot of good running backs. So I feel like the Lions on the strength of that run defense might be in more positive game strip, scripts, and I think that bodes really well for Carryon Johnson, not to mention the fact that Theo Riddick is out and he's the pass-catching back. I, I love me some Carryon Johnson. He's moved up into the next tier, the second tier running backs to me, and I like him to be uh, possibly a running back one, but definitely, definitely, definitely a running back two this year. Yeah, uh, Mike Daniels going from the uh, Packers to the Lions like a day after being released after spending years with the Packers. Maybe something was going on in the Packers locker room to just go to a division rival like that after years with the same team without even like really considering was fishy for me. But carry on Johnson... Yeah, the sky's the limit for carry on this year as long as they don't try to pull some stupid shit and give CJ Anderson ten rushes a game. If I think I think last year they, they kept on feeding LeGarrette Blunt, but I think there's something to be said about it was LeGarrette Blunt's backfield and Carry on Johnson was coming to take that role from him, and now it's Carry on Johnson's backfield and someone else is coming up for that. So a Except guy like no one's taking his job. Right, exactly. So a guy like Zach Zenner, excuse me, and a guy like CJ Anderson they they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna cut into Carryon's workload as much as Legarrette Blunt did last yeah. year. Well, he he had 85 yards at least in five of his last six games. Uh, he only scored four touchdowns, so there's a big uh, potential to increase the output there. 32 receptions, 213 receiving yards, not bad. Theoretic is gone. There goes like 80 to 90 targets opening up in the backfield. Juicy, juicy, juicy for Carryon Johnson. He almost he was on pace for over twelve hundred yards last season, yeah. over a full season, when he wasn't even the starter or the main guy for most of the year. Fifteen hundred yards so, from scrimmage. You're not even everything you're talking about right now is not even but. is not even considering his his pass catching. Yeah, so increase the pass catching potential, increase the amount of carries he gets. 
could be in for a huge. He, him, and Aaron Jones are both guys who could jump into the first round this year if, barring any health, uh, hopefully there's no health troubles for both of them. They do have some health, uh, yeah. some injury. I history. mean, Carryon Johnson is 0 for one in terms of yeah. five seasons. Yeah, I just have some numbers to back up, Michael. Uh, Darren the Bevel 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 <laughs> balls of Bevel <laughs> has 12 seasons as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> ten times he's been top ten in rushing yards. Uh, on top of that, Theo Riddick saw 71 and 74 targets the last two years. Carryon Johnson without Theo Riddick last year in a limited, in limited with Theo Riddick. with Theo Riddick last year, his pace was 341 receiving yards and two touchdowns. With Riddick getting 74 targets. Hot damn. He got he got forty catches with Theoretic, who 32, is but. who. Let's not let's not forget that Theoretic is one of the least efficient pass catchers in the history of football in terms of doing something with the ball after he catches it. He's really good at catching it. <laughs> one of the best at ever catching the football out of the backfield. Really bad at what he's doing after. So carry on, Johnson could also so why he's not expand a on back. that. Right. <laughs> um, let's go to the wide receivers. This I think the Detroit wide receiver core is the hardest core to predict in the entire league because I feel like Kenny Galladay should be better only three wide receiver one finishes last year seven games where he was a complete non-factor so it's it's hard to believe that Kenny Galladay is not better the thing is with Galladay uh mini babytron he he wasn't mini the, babytron pick one it's <laughs> baby Tron. Nah, he babytron. was babytron and then he sucked so now he's mini yeah. babytron like the game, he ABC. wasn't the main guy to start. You know, they had Tate and Marvin Jones. They traded Tate. Marvin Jones got hurt. I absolutely loved Kenny Galladay at his tenth, eleventh round tag. I got him in a lot of leagues there, and I told you guys to get him in a lot of leagues there. Now his price is too high for me. Yeah, I see he's him going, going like the sixth, seventh. No, earlier, fifth, dude. Sixth, seventh would be good. Like four, he's going five. in the fourth round. Wow. The most recent I've seen a bunch of drafts recently. Fourth round Galladay. Wow. Just I'm gonna check his time. ADP. Keep going. And. Last season he went seventy one thousand sixty three and five. You'd think, oh, he wasn't the main guy. There was a lot of Matt Stafford was injured. There's room to grow, but we're talking no Marvin Jones. We're talking basically no other pass catching. No Golden Tate all. after week six. Yeah, no Golden Tate. So he was the he, only guy basically. He was better when Golden Tate was on the field. Yeah, he was in a pass happy offense. Now Darren Bevel Bevel Bevel's coming in. Most likely going to be a run-first team this year for the first time in ages. Marvin Jones is back. They got TJ Hawkinson in the middle of the field now. Danny Amendola to man the slot. I know Danny Amendola is not a big-name guy, but he's going to steal some targets. Wow. Kenny Galladay is going as wide receiver 18, but that's the 42nd player overall. So he's going in the back of the third round, right? If I'm not no, right. mid-fourth. That's mid-fourth. Mid fourth. I've looking. seen him go back in the third, though. It's I'm not willing. I don't want... The way I look at this sometimes, maybe this is a bit crazy, but the way I look at drafts sometimes is, do I want Kenny Galladay to my, be my fourth best player? No, yeah. that's the answer is no. Yeah. I want Robert Woods to be my fourth best player because that's someone who's going to be consistently awesome for you. So I, Kenny Galladay is just not someone I'm I take super interested in at his ADP. Robert Woods over Galladay every day on a Tuesday. Only on Tuesdays? That doesn't make sense. Nope. Kenny Galladay, if you look at his numbers after Golden Tate left last year, and extrapolate that over 16 games because I am extrapolating. I've been extrapolating a lot. 80 receptions, 1,172 yards, and four touchdowns. Yuck. It's not yuck. It's yuck for the for the 42nd overall player. Not necessarily. If the touchdowns go up, it's not. 
and you'd think the touchdowns are going to go up, but I don't. Is the volume going to be there this year? What about the other guy on the other side? Marvin Jones could be the kind of 1A. Like, would you be super surprised if Marvin Jones had more fantasy points at the end of the season than Kenny Galladay? Not necessarily if he yeah, stays right. healthy. And I think touchdowns have a lot to do with it. I mean, he went from 1,109 in 2017 to 508 and 5 last season, only nine games. He was hurt. And he's always so, been a touchdown guy. Like, those I mean, touchdown numbers are part of what makes him him. Right. That's a pace basically to go 950 and 9. So, I mean, it's decent. Again, the receptions, Marvin Jones is never going to be a big reception guy. So, in PPR leagues, his value is a bit diminished because he, he's one of those big yards per reception guys. He's a downfield threat. He also, he's 29 now, so he's going to getting a bit older. He, uh, he is coming back from an injury, which is a little worrisome coming back from injuries. I know that's always something to consider. But his ADP is like ninth, 10th round right now. I don't know how often I'm going to take this shot on Marvin Jones there. I like some upside picks more. But if you take Marvin Jones there because you went very running back heavy or you drafted a couple tight ends early, I, I don't hate it. I'm about to say something legendary, guys. Danny Amendola. Has shady PPR value. PPR only. If I mean, you look at what Golden Tate's done, he barely passed the 1,000-yard threshold each season. He was always around there. And he ended each season with four or five touchdowns. And you need to consider that Golden Tate's the best yacker on earth. Yards after the catch. He was born in Yakima, for crying out loud. So long. if you think that you'd think Amadol's <laughs> going to see less targets than Golden Tate, you consider that he's not the yak all-star. And that he's probably not going to catch that many touchdowns. You're looking at... A st- Best case scenario, 700 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, we, Shady, saw TJ Jones and company, whoever was manning the slot, have some PPR-worthy games last season. So. Yo, do, you guys PPR. Remember, do you guys remember yeah, yeah. last year, though, like Bruce Ellington was signed off the street to play? Do you, do you remember how many targets he, he got like in the three games that he remember played? He had like eight receptions he for like averaged, 29 yards or he something. He averaged nine targets a game. We're in a full PPR draft. Well, we were. And I'm not going to be surprised if Danny Amendola is. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the past tense now, but if I do more PPR drafts, I'm not going to be surprised if I take Amendola as a flyer with like my last pick. He's free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's worth it. Especially when you know that Stafford. I'm a time traveler. The thing is, is that the Bruce because. Bruce Ellington game that we're talking about. Yeah. The first, he went seven targets, six receptions for 28 yards is the one I was talking about. Six for twenty-eight is hilarious. He also had a seven for thirty-five, <laughs> a six for fifty-two. Oh man, four for seventeen. What a G! And a four for thirty-seven. This guy was catching the ball like three yards away and just yeah. falling down. Right here, right here. <laughs> Please don't touch me. So um, this ball is the bevel. <laughs> bevel, um, bevel, bevel. It's getting late. We're getting a little delirious. Um, nah, Jesse, this is the Jesse James, yet. and. TJ Hawkinson, tight ends are always sucky for the Lions. I don't want any part of either of those guys. Yikes. Guys, you know how we feel about rookie tight ends. No, if they don't, they'll History tell them. History is so poor that, you know, for tight ends that you shouldn't draft. It's absurd. It's absurd that TJ Hawkinson's being drafted over Trey Burton. It's yeah. just the fact that. It's a travesty. If any tight end. And there's gonna, experts, like, happy about it. They're like, yes, I got TJ Hawkinson. If any tight end is going to break the mold. I want to bet those experts. I'd. Say Hawkinson has a nah, probably the best I shot at Noah it. Fant has but the best shot. The best shot at breaking the mold still means he probably has a eight percent chance. And at that doing still it. means he's gonna be a tight end eight. Guys. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit. He's six five, he's a great blocker, so he's gonna be on the field, but 
Matt Stafford has never been a guy who targets tight ends. You saw what happened to Eric Ebron. Same size. He's a rookie. Yeah, same size guy. And it's just literally, besides Evan Ingram, who was forced into the targets, who was it before that? Uh, Jeremy Shockey, I think, was the last rookie tight end to be a tight end one. So you're betting very much so against history. Um, Only 29 players in history have had over 500 yards as a rookie tight end. To give you a perspective on that, that's 3.3% of players. So you are banking on – it is a 3.3% likelihood that TJ Hawkinson becomes a mid-range tight end too. Yeah, and and you're the, going even lower than that. The guys who had over 800 yards, 1%. And then you got the – And that the, counts Gronk and Aaron Hernandez who both did it the same year. That's nuts. The Hawkinson truthers who are like, but he's so good. He was the ninth overall pick. He's so big. He's so strong. He's so good. <laughs> like, But that hasn't mattered at all. Yo, when you're drafting in 2022, yo, fire. Also, no team should There's take. some tremendous tight ends out there who didn't do that. Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Like, If you look at Travis Kelsey's overall career, he's a tight end one in every single year except his first. Where yeah. he's like 57th. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's been preaching this a long, long time. So, yeah. Uh, let's go to our one injury away section. I'm going to start off. Zach Zenner is my one injury away. Now, I know what you're thinking, but C.J. Anderson is there. I just don't believe C.J. Anderson has anything left in the tank. Um, he came out, and he was great for the Rams, but everyone was great for the Rams last year. Also, he sucked at the end. He had, like, less than four yards of carry at the end on, uh, and behind one of the best running O-lines in the league. I just don't think that C.J. Anderson has what it takes. So I think Zach Zenner's next in line for the Lions. I don't think C.J. Anderson's going to get the ball much. I think Zach Zenner's been there too long, hasn't done enough. I'm going Ty Johnson or Mark mm. Thompson. Look a little deeper down the depth chart. There's already rumblings that Ty Johnson's going to be the potentially replace the Oritic. Of course, not in the same capacity. But I'm going to go with those two guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going C.J.A. They signed him in the offseason. They wanted Malcolm Brown first, though. Too bad. Rams kept him. <laughs> um, if you want to catch us, you can catch us tomorrow because uh, we're coming at you again tomorrow. Every single day, again, remember for the summer heat wave, you are getting Brodo content and team previews for the season. Yep. If you want to contact us outside of here, you can follow us on at Brodo Fantasy. On Twitter is where we do most of our talking, but we also have an Instagram. Uh, Michael, where could they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. Jason? Jason Patrop. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Also, don't forget to check us out, BrotoFantasy.com for all your Brodo Fantasy needs. We got podcasts. We got articles. We got true throw value, true target value. We got waivers. We got rankings. We got articles. What else is there? Pictures. We have recipes for Videos. for really good eggplant parmesan. Videos. <laughs> nah, I'm lying you about don't. the eggplant parmesan. No, you're not. Our pops makes a banging eggplant parmesan. Yeah. We'll throw the recipe up. But I don't know about you, yo. Shout out to all those <laughs> people who became lactose intolerant after 25. I'm with you. It sucks, but I'm here. Um, you can support my lactose intolerant depression by going to patreon.com. Slash Brodo Fantasy and giving us some money. So you could um, buy the, the lactose pills that lets you eat yo, dairy? Lactose pills? Thank you, everyone who ever invented that. Um, also, you can catch us, uh, where else? Facebook? Yeah. Anywhere. Google Brodo Fantasy. See what comes up. Maybe Google. our faces. Maybe Google. it doesn't. Really, we want you to go to Patreon, though, because, you know. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Do that. Foosball. Later. Bevel. <laughs>